Shavua Tov. Uh, we're moving into Perik Dalad now, having spent a little bit of time defining uh, how to do what is Cheshbon Nefesh and the way in which we should apply ourselves, apply ourselves to Cheshbon Nefesh. Uh, the next discussion here is, well, how do we, how do we possess? Now, possess doesn't mean, of course, that you go into a shop and uh, say, can I have some zihirut, please? Uh, but possess means to, to acquire. How, you know, possession um, of something is not simply passing money over the counter. Possession is, is wanting something. How do you convince yourself? Because the minute we, as human beings, want something, really want something, there isn't much that can stop us if it's uh, if it's basically uh, attainable. Uh, a human being who is determined to get something can do the most incredible things. Uh, we need to, but what makes us determined? You have to really want. So what what makes us want? And here Ramchal speaks of three very very different levels. Um, the first is the highest level. The second is the second. The third is the is the lowest level. Well, the lowest level, I think, is embarrassing for people like us because it's still a pretty high level. The first level is, what, why, should I, why should I be determined? Why should I want to do zahirut, to do cheshbon nefesh, to analyze myself, to try and refine myself? So here he says something very, very pasha. He, he, he says, uh, my understanding of it is it's pasha. It, it, yeah, this is good for you. You know, a, a human being who... Who, who is a proper thinker and um, understands the value of his or her life, understands what they need to do in order to attain a good life. And that should be enough. That should create the impetus for me to, to do something, the fact that this is, I'm going to have a better life. You know, the, the, we, we are so defensive and paranoid sometimes, it, it's, it's quite almost laughable. I'll give you an example. You know, it happens on many occasions, maybe with some of you even, that someone comes into my office, they've done something wrong. Nothing massive, but they've done something wrong. And, uh, and on most occasions, not on every occasion, but, but on many occasions when you, you present something to, to a student, the immediate reaction is defense. Is, uh, and, uh, and, and, and one of the most common lines of defense is, well, why just me? Everyone's doing it. And obviously it's not because I have a camera on you and not because I, I want to victimise you, but because you were caught. And we don't actually look out for people, but, but if you happen to be caught, then, then you need to be caught. You need to be dealt with and you need to be spoken to. And if you think about that, right, you think about a situation, but, but when you're pointing out something to someone, it's a critique, a, a problem that they may or may not have, um, it's in the person's interest to deal with a problem. If it is a genuine problem, if it's a real problem, then the person who benefits both most by, by, by being called out is the person who was called out. Uh, but we inevitably turn around and say, no, you know, it's, it's, they're doing it as well. So I've always often thought about this uh, very funny scenario. You go to the doctor and uh, the doctor does some blood tests and he, he calls you in a week later, he says, you know, you have a, a bit of an iron deficiency and you need to deal with the iron deficiency, it's not healthy. Imagine you turn around to the doctor and say, well, why me? Why, why not my friend? Maybe they've also got an iron deficiency, why don't you tell them? Uh, the doctor probably would throw you out of his surgery. He said, oh, what are you doing? I haven't got the time of day for this. You have an iron deficiency. What does it matter 
whether I, what I told your friend or, or whether your friend has it or doesn't have it. The only thing that should interest me if someone critiques me is that I have a problem. Uh, whether what that person's motive is is absolutely irrelevant. If, God forbid, a teacher or a menahel has a negative motivation, if he is, has, mamash hates the person like a girl so often say they hate me or whatever, then that, the teacher's got a problem. The teacher shouldn't be teaching, right? But, but, but that's not my problem when I'm, when I'm receiving the critique. The only problem, the only issue I have to deal with is this critique correct? It doesn't matter who or why it's being given. It doesn't matter whether it's my best friend, my best enemy. It doesn't matter. It matters whether it's correct or not. This says Ramchal is the highest level. A person is mature, rational enough to understand that it's in his interest to better himself. And therefore, by doing Cheshbon Nefesh, he only gets a better life. And, and therefore, why wouldn't you do it? But you have to be on Kanire, a very high level, to appreciate that reality, that, that, that you, you, you need to do Cheshbon Nefesh. I need to do Cheshbon Nefesh because it will be better for me. I'm not doing my mother a favor, my father a favor, my Rebbe a favor. I'm not doing my school a favor. I'm not doing society a favor. I'm doing myself a favor. It's good for me. It's important for me. And, uh, and therefore, that's the highest level. The second level he talks about is, is, um, is ulterior motivation. And there's positive ulterior motivation, which is the second level. And the third level, which is negative ulterior motivation. What's a positive ulterior motivation? It makes you feel very small when you read the Ramchal here. He said, positive motivation is... If I can't convince myself that this is the best thing for me to do for me, for, for the quality of my life, for the standard of my life, for, for being a, uh, a good and happy and fulfilling person, then let's go to the second level. second level should be that if I do this, I'll get a good chilek in Olam Haba. And I won't be happy to see all of my peers above me in Olam Haba, where, which is an eternal reality that cannot be changed once it is fixed. I'm not going to be interested or happy in such a thing. So what, what should I cannot suffering? Because uh, then I should say, I should do this and I should better myself. Why? Because then I'll be in a good place in Olam Haba. Now, why is this such a high level? Because it, the only people who are going to do this are people who really believe in Olam Haba. And he says it himself. He says, there are many people who will turn around and say, oh, as long as I get there, it's okay. He said, if that's what you say, you don't even believe in it. That's what you say you don't believe in. It's like someone going to one of these big theatres, and you know where the good seats are and the bad seats are. Uh, you know, and you, and you want to see this, this uh, play, or you want to see this concert, or whatever. You will never say, I don't want to sit in the front seats, I don't want to sit in the stalls, I want to sit right at the back, and I'm happy with that. No one would ever say that. Why? Because you appreciate where you're going to, you appreciate the, the place you're going to. So if a person is prepared to move there, uh, he doesn't understand what he is giving up on, and he doesn't believe in what he's giving up on. He says, I'm a real believer, and that's why this second level is quite a high level, is that, is that I want to better my life because I want a place in Olam Haba, and I want to be a good place in Olam Haba. Uh, but I have to believe in Olam Haba to, to, for this to be a drive, for this to be something I, I really want to do. I have to imagine Olam Haba, imagine where I could be. I I'm sure I, I, I couldn't get more than observer status, but it, to, to be or see from a distance the Baal Shem Tov, to see the Gedushat Levi, the Kliyaka, to see all of these people we've been learning, this great Gadolin we've been learning for, for decades, and, and, and to be able to be in their presence, in the presence of their souls, to be able to wander around Olam Haba and maybe get a, a peek into where the Avot is sitting, where Moshe Rabbeinu is sitting. I want to sit right at the back in the servants' quarters 
But it's eternity, remember, that's eternity, where I get, I'm there forever, and I, I can't change, and I can't upgrade, um, unless you go according to certain shittas with Chiyatamitim, I can't upgrade, and that's where I am for eternity. So if you really believe in Olam Haba, and you really want to be in an incredible place <coughs> in Olam Haba, that should be a legitimate drive for someone to, uh, to do well in this world. Again, it's an ulterior motive, because the real reason I should want to do well in this world is to do well in this world, is to do well, is a, is a mancha, is to do for HaKadosh Baruch But if I'm not on that madriga, then at least let me be on a level where I'm doing things in order to, to get to a good place in Olam HaEmet, in, 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 you know, what people will do, myself too, to get to that upgraded into a, a first-class cabin on an aeroplane, or to get a suite in a nice place to stay in. So, between Olam <coughs> Haba and these kind of things, it's simply incomparable. We don't know how to explain it, but it's incomparable. And this should be enough of an ulterior motive to drive me to do everything that I can possibly do to make sure my life is refined and getting better and better in every day, in every way. The third... Uh, Madrega that he talks about, which again he says is this is for the lowest level, and then you get a bit upset because you realize that you're not even close to the lowest level. He says the ulterior negative motive, and that is if I don't do Cheshbon Nefesh, if I don't live the right life, I'm going to be punished so badly for every single thing I did. And here to show us the, uh, the reality here, he lists in, in Perek Dalad. Each of the aim of our patriarchs and matriarchs who were punished severely for misdemeanors that they did in their lives, which, which are incomparable to the kind of misdemeanors, well, that I can't speak for you, that I do in my, in, in my life. And they were punished for each and every one of them. And he, he quotes the Gemara and Bavim where it says that anyone who thinks that God will uh, let things go, it's not true. We do damage to our soul and that damage has to be rectified. And therefore, the negative ulterior motive is if you don't do Cheshbon Nefesh, you're going to pay for this big time. Uh, and we know, right, there are Rebbe's in, in, in Eretz Israel who, who also travel the world, Rav Amnum Yitzchak, who, who, who speak to certain crowds, and the effect they have on those crowds is to scare, scare them. Mamash. Uh, but again, this is only shaft for a believer. You tell uh, a regular person in the street, you know, if you go to this party, if you, if you dress in this way, if you do this way, do this, do that, uh, you're going to you're gonna have to explain yourself. And I'm about to say, okay, Besaid, I'll explain myself. Everyone seems to think that, uh, that I call Shbarak is a regular human being, that you can go up to him and say, no, it's okay, I just didn't feel well, I was nauseous, it was this, it was that, and he'll let us off, it'll be okay, he'll understand. He, he, he understands, I'll, I'll cry a little bit and he'll understand. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. Ramchal is very, very clear. He does, towards the end of the chapter, talk about how Midat Harachamim works. But these are the three, uh, I need you to look into the Perek. I hope that you are doing the Prakim. These are mamash, very brief summaries. But he, he, does, uh, he does here in Perek Dalad talk about these three ways in which to acquire, to convince yourself. Why I need to do Cheshbon Nefesh? The top level, the highest level, is it's for my own good. The, the second level is already the areas of ulterior motive, which is that I should get a good Chelek in Olam Haba. And the third is the negative ulterior motive, because I'm, I'm going to have to uh, answer for my actions. So better sort them out here than, than, than in a place where the pens are down, right? The exam's over, and there's nothing I can do to change. All, every minute that I'm alive, there's always a chance for me to change something, to make it better. And if I make it better, it's better.
it doesn't mean everything I've done will be totally wiped out, but, but it means that it will have an overall positive element to it. Uh, while I'm alive, as long as I'm alive, I have the chance to make good. But the minute I've gone to Olam Ha'emet, the pens are down, the examination is over, and the result is the result. Bezrat Hashem, next time we'll move on to Perek Hay, which is Mafsidei Hazihirut, which talks about uh, how do we retain, what, why are we unable to do this, what are the dangers that stop us from doing Cheshbon Nefesh. We've defined it, we've spoken about how to possess it, then we move on to how to retain it. Have a good day.